Hello and welcome back to We've Never Been Clicked. This is Cuppy Cup. And tonight we are down two men. Uh, Jimmy's not here. And also Steven Garcia, our anticipated guest, uh, has not been able to join us. However, we make up for that. We more than make up for that with our dude, Jay Arnold. How are you, Jay? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. Very good. Very good. We're, uh, we're winners, right? We're coming off of a 20 to 14 overtime win versus Kentucky, a game that I can't remember if I said I thought we would win, but uh, on our other podcast, the Bullcast, I did say I felt in my heart of hearts that we were going to win this game. So were you impressed by what you saw from the Aggies or did, did any of the play give you pause? Uh, I was very impressed by the defense. I mean, holding a running back like Benny Snell to like 60 yards, I think, was an incredible performance. Obviously, the run defense was our strongest component coming into this game, and Kentucky didn't exactly have a passing offense. So it's it was a kind of a battle of wills, and A&M's defense came out on top. Uh, offensively, there's a lot of things that, need to be worked on uh, when you when you look at the actual yardage of the game I mean A&M basically blew Kentucky out in terms of yardage uh, but we, we have to do a better job of finishing those drives mm-hmm. yeah it's it's frustrating uh, and you know things like missed field goals and turnovers and we're not very good at producing turnovers either so those are frustrating in a close win but they can obviously be devastating in close losses, which uh, we don't want to pile those up during the the next stretch of the season. Yeah, you you hate to see those. (laughs) Yeah, you hate to see devastating turnovers that result in losses. (laughs) Deep analysis here on We've Never Been Clicked. The only kind of turnovers we like are the edible kind. (laughs) Arby's used to make a killer turnover. I don't know if they still do, but it was like the only good thing at Arby's. I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of their curly fries. Oh, yeah, those are pretty good. Have you ever dipped those in the cheese sauce? No, I I don't trust anything that's referred to as a cheese sauce. (laughs) Because there's no cheese in it? Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of disturbing. It's like queso without any of the stuff that makes queso good. (laughs) No pico. (laughs) Yeah. None of that. uh, I hate to be super homer on the game last week, but... Uh, if you read any of the attention that we've drawn from the national media, I was kind of frustrated that people were like calling out Kentucky's offensive coordinator for not giving the ball to Snell enough. But if you watch the game, I mean, it just it wasn't working. I don't know what they could have done to incorporate him more in the game. I mean, maybe you can do more with him in, in overtime, but A&M was just completely shutting down the run game. Yeah, uh, I mean, here's the deal. We got Kentucky behind the chains pretty often in that game, and Kentucky is just not a team that's designed to come back from that. Uh, I don't know what more they could have done. I guess they could have tried to get Snell more involved in the passing game, but sure. I mean, you saw the – I think the most memorable catch he had was the one where Tyrell Dodson just leveled him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was it just it felt like they they couldn't do anything right. And of course they they scored on it wasn't to Snell but to another another back, right? On a really long pass play. Yeah, it was actually so it was a jet motion shovel pass to uh I believe 
the guy's name is Bowden or Bowden. Yeah, Bowden Lynn, Jr. Lynn Bowden. Uh, and, you know, so that technically goes as a passing touchdown, which means that our secondary woes have continued. Yeah, so they have that 154-yard play. And then, obviously, late in the game, we had the Kellen Mond fumble that was returned for a touchdown. But from the defensive perspective, I I think I may be misquoting this, but I think that Kentucky didn't take a snap on AM's side of the 50 during regulation at all. Is that accurate? That is accurate. That's nice. That is such a so it's not an AM type well, stat. I, I guess it, <laughs> as long as you don't count the extra points. Oh, okay. We're not gonna count those. <laughs> but it's definitely an AM type stat. It's a 1998 AM type stat. That's right. We were we were honoring the throwback uh jerseys with a throwback performance. The it, it really was. It was kind of wrecking crew-esque. I know there's a lot of, you know, everybody kind of hushes you when you try to bring up the wrecking crew because things tend to fall apart sometimes. Great uh, book. Over the course <laughs> over the course of the season. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I was pretty impressed with what Elko put together. And, you know, on third down, it was like I don't know. It was a different feeling. You felt like we were actually going to stop something. Yeah. I mean, part of that is that Terry Wilson didn't exactly have the ability to make those clutch throws. Right. Uh, so he wasn't able to test our secondary, which has been our weakness. But I, I do think they played better in coverage as well, uh, with the exception of the mistake that led to that long touchdown on the shovel pass. And mm-hmm. there's early where they, there was an early couple plays where they hit the tight end up the seam. Uh, pr- relatively easily that it had me worried. But other than that, I thought the secondary played pretty well. Yeah, it was. It seemed to be an improvement. And like you said, I don't know how much of that had to do with Kentucky's offense, but we will we will find out how, <laughs> how things are progressing over the next several weeks. So um, and obviously, Braden, man, that dude is a beast. He uh, he had another killer game. Uh, I hate that. We, it seems like every season we're kind of highlighting the A&M punter, but it really is worth noting. I mean, he put up about a 60-yard average again, had an 82-yard punt, a piss missile, as you like to say, or as um, Pat McAfee Pat likes McAfee. to say. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not often that exciting to watch punters, but I, I kind of like you know seeing seeing what he's going to do, whether he can avoid the touchback, which he seems to be getting better at as well. Yeah, uh, he's definitely getting better at trying to find those sidelines. Uh, but an 82-yard punt is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm just – this is me trying to remember tweets, but I think it was the longest punt in like 74 years for, for A&M, which seems reasonable when it's 82 yards. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm surprised it's not the longest ever, maybe. But I guess, you know, something gets a nice roll. You you can make things happen. And uh, the other thing I saw, which I mentioned I didn't want to be a total homer, but the other thing is that a lot of people still have Kentucky ranked ahead of us in their polls and also, um, you know, in their power rankings for the conference and things like that. I, gosh, I really feel like if you watch that game, you have to think a and a better team than Kentucky right now. Yeah, and as the world's authority on power rankings... That's right. (laughs) 
I, I would have AM over Kentucky uh, as far as power rankings go. I, I get it as far as polls go. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky rattled off two, two big wins over a Mississippi State team that just handled Auburn pretty well, easily and a Florida team that has looked pretty solid as well. Yeah, and they uh, and it's the one loss versus two loss thing. Even though A and M lost to some pretty darn good teams, uh, I don't know about Bama. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't played anybody yet. <laughs> that's funny that that's back. People complaining about Bama not playing anyone. You'd think after you dominate college football for like eight or ten years that people would give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but I guess some people just. Uh, not great using the higher thinking abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised with it being <laughs> mostly Ohio State fans. It is. That's right. Of course, it's Ohio State fans. The, the funny ones was the – it was the Georgia fan who said that they haven't played anybody. Like, hey, buddy, like, you just got beat by them in the national championship last year. Yeah. Oh, and they still have a lot of those same pieces. I'm sure they'll get, they'll get their chance uh, soon enough. So, oh yeah, I'm actually really excited for the Georgia LSU game this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. That should be, yeah, that should be nice. The um, and obviously we are playing South Carolina, our permanent rival from the SEC East. So being being our rivalry game, I'm sure you're super fired up. Yeah, I I love playing South Carolina. Uh, anytime I get a chance to put a beating on South Carolina, it's great because uh, they produced Darius Rucker, who produced the worst cover of a song ever when he decided to cover Wagon Wheel. <laughs> what? Okay, got- actually, no, 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 I take that back. The worst cover ever was Madonna's cover of American Pie. But Wagon Wheel is a close second. That was bad. I don't understand. Like, I okay, I... I prefer the, I don't even remember who did it now. The Old Old Crow Medicine Show, is that who it was? Old Crow Medicine Show. And they adapted some Bob Dylan lyrics or something, right? So I like their version. I prefer it. But I don't think Darius Rucker's is that bad. That's your opinion. What about it? Is it too poppy or? Yeah, it's just too poppy. Uh, And also, there's there's a Mumford and Sons version that I don't hate of Wagon Wheel. Oh really? They covered it even after everyone hated the the Darius Rucker version. They knew they'd they'd be able to put something better together. I guess. I guess. I mean, you just you just need a little bit of banjo in there, some bluegrass feel to it. You know, it's just kind of kind of makes it a little more a little more complete. In like, uh, you know, uh, mass market America, do you think the Darius Rucker version is better known than Old Crow Medicine shows? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, especially like uh, like Georgia, Florida, you know, and there, there's a line there that yeah. produces a lot of shitty music. The line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm no connoisseur of country music, but I, I have a pretty good ear for what's incredibly shitty. And uh you get where I'm coming from, then, <laughs> and I do get where you're coming from. That's funny. So the it's it, people uh, in our um, in in a group DM we have on Twitter were asking, you know, how do we make fun of South Carolina? Like they didn't care about the game enough. Um, I should have mentioned Darius Rucker's cover of Wagon Wheel. Maybe I'll hop back in there and suggest it. Yeah. Also, the fact that they use a mustard-based barbecue sauce is a uh, is a good one. Oh, I got to send a tweet out. I feel like I do one every year that makes people mad. 
Uh, yeah. Mustard I, is god awful. I like their pulled pork stuff that they put together. Um, I, pref- I prefer Texas barbecue, but I'm not going to turn down a, a pulled pork sandwich made well, with like, mustard I and vinegar. I don't mind the vinegar based or the ketchup based sauces. Yeah. But I despise the mustard. How are you on potato salad? You don't like the mustard based potato salad either? I actually, I actually don't hate mustard based potato salad. I guess you, it just kind of goes better. Huh. Do you prefer mayonnaise based or mustard based potato salad? Uh, it just kind of depends. I think there's some more things going in the background there. Like I, I like a little <laughs> like spicy potato salad. Oh, okay. That's probably more common in a mustard based, I would guess. Yeah, that's, I think so. And yeah. I also don't have a problem with like Dijon mustard or spicy brown mustard. I just, Really do not like the yellow mustard. What about on a hot dog? I, I use I use ketchup on a hot dog. I'll be hundred percent honest. All right, I'm I'm not gonna hate on you, even though the internet at large would hate on you because I've been known to put some ketchup on a dog too. The <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you you eat hot dogs actually cold. I thought that was your thing. It is a thing. I mean, it really is just like eating um, a tube of bologna. Which uh, I like bologna. So if you're in a in a hurry and you don't want to microwave a dog, just just grab a, a dog and bite into it out of the fridge. Yeah, good old Oscar Mayer. It's got to be fully cooked. I mean, I'm not taking like a raw hot dog. Yeah, it's like summer sausage. Just it's okay to be served cold. Yeah. So if you have a problem <laughs> with that, sometimes you just take a Kraft Singles and then put a hot dog, cold hot dog, in the Kraft Singles and roll it up so that the yeah, it's keto. The sl- yeah, the slice, of, <laughs> the slice of cheese is your bun, and then put some yellow mustard on that thing. Uh, I wouldn't oh, go yeah. that far. <laughs> that's good times. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've lost all of our listeners permanently at this point. <laughs> the uh, the only and back to potato salad. I think I don't really care that much whether it's. I think I prefer mayonnaise base, but whether it's mayo or mustard. But I've got I like bacon in my potato salad. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I also just think that potato salad is one of the inferior forms of potato when you can do so many better things with a potato. Can you give us an example? Mashed potatoes, baked potatoes, curly fries, regular fries. Uh, I like an au gratin potato. Au gratin was what I was going to go with next. Okay, good. There's there's a lot of varieties you can go with there. Yeah, I feel you. Did you Were you a potato shack guy in College Station? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe a potential sponsor there. No free ads. Anyway, the, uh, so are you going to do a ranking? You mentioned your power rankings. Are you going to do a South Carolina related power ranking? So I've been struggling to come up with one and here's what I settled on. I guess the South Carolina mascot is a chicken. Mm -hmm. It's a Gamecock. So I'm going to do a very hotly debated topic and rank chicken finger places. Oh, I thought you were going to rank chicken mascots and I was going to threaten you with the Delaware blue hen. No, I, I thought about <laughs> that because it isn't like coastal Carolinas, like the Chanticleers, aren't they like yeah, they've a chicken got a, too? A, a chicken based mascot as well. What, yeah. what does South Carolina's deal with that? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I was also going to do Hootie and the Blowfish songs. For- now you should do um, the worst country music covers. Of all time. 
just that, so you can talk about Wagon Wheel. That would be an interesting one. And you got to put some in there that people really love. That's the key. What are some like country covers though outside of? You know, I can only think of pop songs that country music people cover. Going the other way is tough, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about country. I guess <laughs> I guess like Dolly Parton, I will always love you, but I don't know if you can really say Whitney Houston's version is bad. Uh, that's probably one of the best covers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You it's might like, have- that's like Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Like you, you just you just can't like bash on them. And they're transformational, which is what makes covers great. Just like Darius Rucker's version of Wagon Wheel. I hope you get a paper cut. <laughs> the uh, so I don't know a whole lot about South Carolina this year. I don't know if you do. I I think they might have a new quarterback this week, or they did last week. Yeah. Um, so what happened with that is Jake Bentley. Uh, had a knee injury set out last week against Missouri. Uh, Mike, with an Italian last name, came in. Scarnaccia? I just was going to attempt to not mess that up. but uh, I'm positive I messed that up. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, so, yeah, Mike, with the Italian last name, came in and had a pretty good, pretty good game. <laughs> you know, the first four letters of his last name are the abbreviation for South Carolina. Yeah, I was actually going to call him Scaramanga from uh, <laughs> James Bond, the man that's, with the golden gun. That's probably closer than my pronunciation anyway. Do you think he has three nipples like that guy did? I, I hope we find out. <laughs> <laughs> the I was wondering why, uh, if South Carolina already had a bye, but I forgot their game with Marshall was canceled. Yeah, uh, the Thundering Herd, that was the Hurricane Florence game, yeah. I believe. That's right. So let's roll with that. Speaking of hurricanes, Michael is threatening, as of this recording, the uh, uh, coming in from the Gulf, threatening the Florida Panhandle and potentially South Carolina. So are we going to have a, a a wet day on Saturday? Uh, the Michael is supposed to clear out by Thursday, uh, and the the predicted forecast right now for Columbia, South Carolina, on Saturday is uh, sunny and seventy four. Uh, for a daytime kickoff, uh, you know, hopefully the storm does kind of move on, get out of the way, and hopefully everybody down in Florida is safe. But uh, with with these types of storms, it's hard to predict what they're going to do. You know, uh, you saw, you see storms all the time just stall for no reason, and uh, you're, you're hoping that this storm doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Some serious not- weather talk for you. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Jay with the weather, as always. The uh, so, whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh gosh. So South Carolina. <laughs> many listeners are probably aware they lost to Kentucky at Kentucky, uh, twenty-four to ten. They also dropped the game to Georgia, in which they got blown out. Um, they've beaten Coastal Carolina, Vanderbilt, and of course last week they edged out Missouri with their new quarterback. So. How are we feeling? A&M's favored by two on the road. Um, we've had some pretty sloppy play, especially on the offensive side of the ball the last two weeks. Uh, you think we're going to take care of business in Columbia? It's going to be a tough game, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we're not Georgia. We're not going to go in there and blow out South Carolina. You know, 
I mean, uh, Williams Bryce, Willie B, as the locals like to call it, is a tough place to play. You know, they get sandstorm rocking. Obviously, we have some experience of our own with that wonderful, wonderful song. But didn't you bring that to Kyle Field? Uh, allegedly. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, we we've had success there in the past. Here's the thing: Will Muschamp is a brilliant defensive-minded coach. He's going to have some stuff up his sleeve. Uh, you know, he was on the staff with Jimbo at LSU back in 2003 under Nick Saban. So there's a little bit of familiarity there. Uh, you know, the offense looked really good under Michael with the last name last week. Uh, Michael with the Italian last name, which is still what I'm going to call him. Uh, he, he did really well. I mean, but the thing is, Missouri has, hasn't been a strong defensive team. Uh, for a while now, I want to say since like 2013, 2014, you know, they, they just haven't had the guys that can shut you down on defense. So was it a great performance by a new quarterback or was it Missouri just not being all that great on defense? Right. I think we'll find that out this week. Yeah. And we, uh, I'm trying to think on the matchup side, uh, they're supposed to have a pretty terrible rush defense. So hopefully uh, Travion can get loose and get a bunch of TDs. Hopefully we're putting in some wishbone sets to run against South Carolina. Ooh, nice. That would drive Muschamp crazy maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. The uh, I, I, again, very um, – it's a very unlike me, but I think we're going to win this game too. Just like I felt we would beat Kentucky, I, I feel like we're going to beat South Carolina. Um, but obviously that doesn't matter at all. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it should be an interesting game. I, I really am not surprised by the line there at all. I think this is going to end up being a closer game than most fans would like to see. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the offensive kinks are something we're probably going to be working out all season. Um, it will help a lot if we can start generating some turnovers on defense. Um, and we, you know, we've created some... Uh, fumbles and things like that that haven't quite bounced our way yet. So maybe, uh, maybe things will kind of even out over the the remaining stretch. Yeah, uh, definitely hope so. As long as we have Braden Mann hitting piss missiles, that also That's helps right. a little bit. And then the after South Carolina is our bye the next week. Yeah, that's that was when I was thinking about maybe taking a trip somewhere but now i've decided to play assassin's creed and rot my brain more instead yeah jay had the opportunity to take a nice road trip and, and bought a video game so uh in the long run it'll save me money probably maybe mm, yeah maybe maybe there's some opportunity cost there with the time you're going to play the game <laughs> but we we come back and play a couple ranked teams we're going to play mississippi state auburn Ole Miss, who, you know, we should beat, but you never know. Um, the UAB Blazers. Yeah, UAB, and then, of course, we wrap things up with LSU. Um, so it's a it's a tough road. I mean, it, it looks like every game's winnable, but every game, except for UAB, hopefully, is losable, if that's a word, as well. No, yeah, it, it absolutely is, and that's uh... – that's the glory of being in the SEC West. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting ride. I think if Jimbo can come come out with you know dropping only one more game, 
people should be ecstatic. Um, two more games, I don't think that would be too bad. Any more than that, I think people are going to be pretty disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it's it's tough because like going into the season, I mean, a lot of experts had this as like a 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five team. Yeah. And you, a, a lot that, of fans. Are you calling me an expert just to be clear? I'm in this group. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think you're credentialed, right? Uh, I, I have been credentialed for bowl games that are not controlled by Texas A&M Sports Information Department. That's what matters. That's right. So you are actually an expert. We will see. We will see the other ninety-eight at our bowl game in the <laughs> in the press box. Shameless plug. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm I live in a state of perpetual disappointment, so it's really hard to really disappoint me. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss is a very tough matchup for us, just because they have a very potent passing offense uh, and our passing defense. Not great. Uh, you know, Auburn is just going to be tough. Uh, we have a lot of success there on the road, but, you know, it, it could go either way. Uh, Mississippi State, obviously, with the cowbells ringing, uh, the dirty cheating tactic of using cowbells, uh, possibly terrible. the most repulsive thing in the college football world. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes it a lot, of, a lot tougher to play there. And LSU is LSU until we actually beat them. I mean, it's it's tough to predict that as a win. Wow, I didn't even realize the next three games are all on the road, aren't they? Yes. That's tough. Yeah, that's a we tough got stretch. A, got South Carolina, Mississippi State, and LSU, or, uh, Mississippi State and uh, Auburn all on the road. Right. We but do have the, the bye there. there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the so, mug down uh, is going to step in and do our tailgate feature again for the bye week. So that'll be fun. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. They do a much better job than we do because <laughs> they, they take it seriously. It's always a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just we'll wait and see what happens. And then the, we'll let this game set the tone for are we going to do a bye week show? We probably will do something. Yeah, we can we can uh, predict the NASCAR race on bye week. All right. We'll probably skip the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> Now we'll we'll figure something out, but um, yeah, I think we'll we'll wrap it. We'll call it a call it kind of a quick show tonight. Absent uh, Jimmy's picks, his best bets. I don't think he did well last week, um, which means that I did do well because I said that I believed the exact opposite of what what he picked, and uh, and also um, we couldn't we couldn't wrangle Stephen Garcia in time for the recording, so. We send our regrets to you, the listener, for that. Instead, you've got a wonderful show with me and Cubby Cup, which bless that, your ears. That's why you're tuning in. Let's let's be perfectly frank. Uh, our <laughs> two magnetic personalities. <laughs> that's right. Very dynamic voice voice range in particular. En- enigmatic. <laughs> but in the meantime, follow what's going on at Good Ball Hunting and the other 98. Uh, leave a friendly review and rating on iTunes and wherever else you're listening to podcasts these days and tell one other person who's not super judgmental to, to check out our show. You can also DM me questions. Maybe we'll do that for bye week next week. We can just do a listener Q and a, that's a good idea. I always feel like mailbags are super lazy, which is perfect for a bye week 
Yeah, it's it's like the equivalent of a bottle episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll do something like that. That sounds good. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week. And I guess you'll be watching the game on TV like many of us. Yes, like uh like the rest of the peanut gallery. If you can if you can be wrestled away from your new video game. Yeah. We'll see about that. Oh, your boy lost McGregor. Did you have any quick uh reaction to that fight? I mean, it was a wonderful spectacle. I I of course predicted Khabib to to win the fight. Uh he took out Connor. Uh rear naked choke, fourth round. Then decided to jump out of the cage and attack Connor's team, uh, which led to a huge brawl. It was really great stuff, obviously, for getting new fans into the sport, uh, for convincing people that it's civilized and uh, based around sportsmanship. Uh, you couldn't have anything better. But mm-hmm. the real highlight of the event was for my guy, Derek Lewis, training out of Houston, Texas, giving possibly the best interview, the best post-fight interview of all time. Uh, when Joe Rogan walked into the octagon and asked him why he had taken his pants off, he replied with, my balls was hot. <laughs> nice. I got it. I've seen people tweeting that clip, but I haven't watched the clip yet. So, Yeah, it's well worth the watch. And, of course, Derek Lewis being a Houston-based fighter, uh, highly recommend supporting him. He's actually going to be fighting in the main event of uh, UFC 230 against Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight title. Nice. So does that mean he's from somewhere else, but he trains in Houston, the way you're phrasing uh, that? He is from New Orleans originally. I think lived in New Orleans until he was like 14 or so. Okay. Uh, and then moved to Houston. Got it. All right. So he's a Houstonian I mean, if he's been here since 14. Yeah, and he, he does the little hand sign, H-Tine, hold a nine, you know, uh, is that the hook Big of horns? Slum bug. Yeah, 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 but sideways though, because he he knows that the longhorns are bad people. Oh, it's sideways. I never because yeah. you know when people use emojis, they just like the Houston Texans. They just do the the hook'em or the the do devil horns emoji. Yeah, no. So and and the other key uh, aspect of that is that the the hook'em horns is more spread out. Uh, the H is straight up. Uh, so you have, you have to make sure to make a mental note of that. Oh my gosh, I'm doing it. This is terrible. <laughs> I've been, I've been tricked. This is, I'm trying to look at the difference and I just realized, uh, yeah, the H and that's why you do it sideways. So let people know that you're an Aggie, but also from Houston. I'm going to Aggie hell. All right. Yeah. You're, I do see the difference now. Cause it looks like an H I never realized why it was that symbol but now i do yeah well welcome to houston i'm yeah (laughs) i'm the i'm the most non houston knowledgeable houstonian at the moment (laughs) i only knew that was the sign from the barbershop mural at uh at the bright complex that was uh that was a huge hit yeah (laughs) with the fans Yes, yes, I'm sure it was. Did you ever get your hair cut over there? Yeah, so I didn't actually get my hair cut, but I did have uh, Darrell Jackson like kind of finish up the lines on my mullet. Very I guess good. it was kind of got my hair cut in a way. All right, you got to sit in the chair. Yeah. That's exciting. 
All right. Well, we are done for this episode. Please come back next week. And if you skip the bye week uh, along with the football team, then then rejoin we us for. You. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, how else are you going to learn our takes from the South Carolina game unless you come back next week? Yeah. Um, but if you do take the week off, Still. come back for our Mississippi State takes. Uh, I would typically ask Stingray to be your guest that week, but he's changed his allegiance to Southern Miss. Uh, so gosh, yeah. That's well, tough. Uh, I'm sure That's we can find news. somebody from Mississippi State to get on, uh, and I can berate them for using cowbells. All right, my wife's from Mississippi State, so. Well, I can berate her for using cowbells. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. Yeah. So it's- we have we have a cowbell. Um, maybe I'll I'll bring it into the recording room with me. I will literally stop your heart. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking of which, I think I'm going to go have a cold hot dog in a in a <laughs> in a craft single right now. All right. See you next time. <laughs>